Hi, everyone, and welcome to the COVID-19 Vaccine Show, and I'm excited to welcome to the program Dr. Mark Hayden. Dr. Mark, how are you? And it's time to kind of continue this process of talking about the vaccine. There's been some things coming up with deaths and stuff right now, right? The second dose is not has been as not as pretty as everything else. Well, you know, there's a uh, here's what's different about things, Neil. You know, I have taken COVID, SARS-CoV-2, and we're just going to refer it to the layman's version, just COVID virus. I've taken the COVID virus at least five times, and I don't get sensitive to it. I had a little bit of, uh, you know, loose stool, a little bit of soft stool the first time, but uh, I've really not had any side effects on the second, the third, the fourth, or the fifth. And I'm confident I, I could keep taking it once a week or once a month for the rest of my life. And I have such good tolerance to it. It's just like no, no, uh, no side effects at all. Now, that's not the case with the intramuscular vaccines. And, um, you know, it, if, if you're getting a significant number of events in the community with just two shots, imagine what, what is going to happen when this pandemic lasts for years and years and people are on their 14th shot. Now, you know, it's easy to say, well, people don't get 14 shots of a vaccine. Whoa. Yes, they do. Remember the flu vaccine? Every year they expected us to get that. Only guess what? Now we find that there's far, we knew that with flu vaccines, there are like 60 different serotypes. Well, they're getting, there soon will be dozens and dozens and dozens of different mutations for this virus. So expect that you're going to be on this long, unending treadmill of one vaccine after another IM vaccine. And then if you reach a point where you do not tolerate them, then you'll have to get off the intramuscular va vaccine bandwagon. How does that? That's a good way to put that. I yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what? why are these side effects happening with the vac with the intramuscular? What reasons are we seeing okay. deaths? Let's look at those side effects for a second. When you take a foreign issue and you inject it in your body, it is very much like a foreign invader floating around in your bloodstream. Now, at first, your body may not even recognize it as a foreign entity. Look, you may have some illegal alien that walks through your grocery store. However, if the police show up and start pulling out guns and say, hey, hold it there, before long, you're going to be alarmed. The same is true within your body. When you have a foreign protein that you suddenly recognize as a threat, when it shows up the first time, you get mad, you get angry, your immune system does. And when it keeps showing up, you get angrier and angrier. So certainly one of the reasons why people might want to stop taking repeat vaccines is if they've already had a serious uh, reaction to it. So as your sensitivity goes up, to that vaccine, it's not really a good idea to continue it. So uh, uh, these things imitate when you take a virus and you're imitating the virus floating around in your bloodstream as a hostile invader. You're going to have fever, chills, body aches, muscle aches. You may feel totally worn out. All of those are immune system responses, and they're really designed to help protect us. They help, help protect us by you lay down, you take some Tylenol, uh, you, you call your wife or your spouse, ask them to pray for you, those type things. So, you know, those are a reaction to a very serious infection. And that's what the intramuscular shots do. 
They imitate for a day or two or three or a week a very serious infection, and then they're gone, generally pretty rapidly once, once the body recognizes them. But when they keep showing up, you may get a more and more serious reaction to it. So, you know, vaccines, this COVID vaccine that's intramuscular, if you looked at it closely, you would have figured out that this is a one season type thing. It's a six month type thing. It is not a long-term solution for a long-term problem. So, you know, the whole idea was they don't debate these things, but then when you look back in hindsight, you say, well, you know, why didn't somebody think of that? Why didn't somebody speak out about that? We don't have very much free speech in this country. We do have the Neil Haley show right. uh, about the vaccine. But hey, if you don't have big money, if big pharma's not behind you, if they're not paying for your airtime, if you're not approved by the, the big corporate media that control 90% of the media, guess what? Your voice really doesn't get heard. And they've really taken, they've taken the average physician and then the intelligent people in your community out of that conversation. You should be able to debate that because that's part of your future. That's part of the future of your family. But is your doctor debating that? Nope. 99% of the time, your local physician who you depended on for decades, for most of your life, guess what? That local physician, his voice is not heard. We hear, you know who we hear from? The big corporate people. And you know the way you get to be a big corporate person or a person at the who is you, you're political. You get to hear the political voices that that balance everybody out. Is that really the way progress is met, is made? Is hey, guess what? We're only going to listen to the the established conventional people that have the big money behind them. Uh, you know, I don't that's not my I don't agree with that. But at any rate, I hope I didn't go on too long on that. Yeah, I mean in so many ways, but that's okay. So we want to really kind of touch upon what is your recommendation for people that do get the vaccine so that if they, they have side effects, they're able to get better, to get the help they need very quickly before it's too late. Here's the problem. In the administration of that vaccine in the United States, I think they're only paid like 25 bucks for the administration. I think the insurance company or the government pays the the vaccine company or Moderna, somebody, any rate. But when you walk in to get that vaccine, they don't ask you about your history. They just pop it in your arm. And in fact, you've seen the drive-throughs, right? You just drive through, pop your arm, next patient. That is not a doctor-patient relationship. Remember, when you get the flu vaccine, you, you've had a flu vaccine at some point in your life, right, Neil? Have you? No, never. Never had a flu shot. Okay, yeah. let's just talk about for most people that had yeah, a flu exactly. shot. Exactly, yeah. Okay, if, if most people that had a flu shot, if they had a reaction at all, you know who they'd be going to see? The doctor that gave them the flu shot. Then he'd have to sit down and study and look at the text. And let me tell you, um, I wasn't a big fan of the Moderna or Pfizer. Uh, I think that Pfizer, as the CEO of Pfizer, I have more respect for him. I think he tries to be at least honest to some degree. Um, but, you know, you're on your own. And actually, because this is a continuing, this pandemic is not going away. 
It's mutating all the time into more virulent forms, more spreadable forms, more, more rapid mutating forms that mutate into newer versions and versions that multiply faster, that can be more toxic. So this pandemic is going to be here for a long time. And there was no promises made that the, the Pfizer shot or Moderna shot that you got this season is going to have any benefit for next fall. None. Or this summer. There was actually no promises that it would actually improve you for three months. And there why? was no promises. Why? That, yes. Yeah. So, so, so really. So we've not heard this, but why? Because basically most of the initial studies showed that seven days when Pfizer was approved, seven days after the second shot, there may, and, and the word was may, not certainly was, but there may be some reduction in, in symptoms. And I think there are some reduction in symptoms. I suspect, and here's my suspicion, I suspect that most of the intramuscular shots that work on the S spike protein probably have generally about the same efficacy. Most of them do. The big difference out now is there started to be some other options besides the intramuscular shots. There was Vaxart. I think you got that copy of that Vaxart press release we had about a week or two ago, yeah. correct? You know, let me let me pull it up in my email right quick. Can you can you uh, watch my page here? Yeah, or can I share my page with you? I'm going I'm to give you the ability to share screen. Keep going, Doctor. All right. Let, let me hit, hit share screen, and then I'm going to go and I'm going to go into uh, uh, let's see, Vaxart. Let me do my Vaxart. Uh, yeah. Vaxart preliminary data. Let's look at this thing. There's a friend. Try y'all try not to read too many of my other emails I sent, but let me let's see this Vaxart announcement. It's not shared yet. Are, are you sharing yet? I give you the ability to share. You have to share. Okay, hold on. I'm going to share that screen. Is it sharing? Hold on. Is it coming over? Not yet. Don't worry okay, about it. Just read it. Just read it, Dr. Hayden. That's better just to read it. Okay, let me just hit the highlights of this fact start study. They said basically that, that with an oral agent in the Vaxart, they started to see, here's, here's what their highlights, the bullet points. There were no adverse events were reported. No serious adverse events. Now, imagine this. If, if you're going to be condemned, and I, maybe condemned, is that's like damnation or, no, let's just say, if you're destined, that's, that's a better word, to take vaccines the rest of your life for COVID. Wouldn't you want vaccines that don't have a severe reaction? I would, yes. and certainly you would. Well, one of the things they found out about the Vaxart trial was there were no, and, and that is very plain, N-O, no severe adverse react events were reported. Wow, and, and the, no and, severe effects. And what about, yes. and how many so far do we have uh, not clinical trials, but since we've been putting the vaccine out of adverse effects. There's lots of them. Many, many people have had some severe effects. Most of them, I mean, by far, most people 
didn't die. A lot of them just barely noticed they had it. Some people had their arms swell up. Some people had some, you know, anaphylaxis. Now there were 495 subjects that were dosed with their platform at Vaxart, but there were no serious adverse events. Now, was that all over the media? No, it wasn't. Did you hear a single bullet point? Hey, guess what? They've had an oral vaccine and there's no adverse effects. How, in, how Neil, are we ever going to get little children and mothers and fathers in Africa, in Asia, to take any vaccine if somebody in their tribe passes out or has their arms swell up or, or, or even if somebody in a tribe of 2,000 people dies. If they start seeing people die, everybody in that tribe in Africa, the group of tribal people in right. Asia, they're going to say, I'm not going to take that. Do you think that those, those people in Africa and Asia aren't stupid? Most of the time when big companies come to Africa and Asia, they're there to exploit the local people. Right. I get it. That's no big deal. That's just economics. But here's the thing. If you don't treat it from around the world, it will continue to simply mutate over and over again in, in these poor countries. And so it is a global problem. And if you don't have an oral agent that has no adverse side effects, and if you can't get 90 to 95% of the people immune, it's going to continue to circulate. It's not being stamped out. So, you know, I, I love it when Biden comes on. Did you hear where Biden says uh, no, I he, came on, he, he came on board and, and, you know, God bless little Biden. Uh, he says uh, the, the, the prior administration, of course, blaming Trump. He said they did such an awful job. It's such a mess. And he's having to come in and straighten it out. He's straightening it out with the same people that have been in charge. He hasn't changed. He hasn't fired no. everybody at the FDA or CDC. They're keeping the same people in charge. So it's just basically uh, there's no change in the leadership of the vaccine program. One thing I want every person in the world to know is that Donald Trump did not lead the vaccine program. You know, Donald Trump, he didn't have a background in virology. Uh, he, he, was, he, he managed to get elected, and that's quite an achievement. But um, he, when it came to knowing about viruses or really being able to tell the it's just way over his head. I, I mean, it's, he just had to turn to other people. But those people are not totally independent. They're influenced based on their experience and their relationships with corporate medicine. And so what we got was what the American people got in Vaxart, not with Vaxart, but what the American people got with Pfizer and Moderna was the best vaccine that Big Pharma wanted. And Big Pharma exactly. got Moderna and Pfizer, and that's what they got. Now, here's what happened to Vaxart. Vaxart got investigated by the SEC, which means they were basically being threatened with jail. They got almost no funding from Operation Warp Speed. But guess what? Vaxart, even by the first statement, they had no severe adverse severe events. Vaxart had more potential to be in treating people around the world than than Pfizer and Moderna that have to be, what, negative, super cold? You can't get that to a village exactly. in Kenya. Are you, yeah, I mean, it's, but hey, guess what happens if you're not connected with the right people? You get threatened with imprisonment. 
And that's really what happened to Vaxart. You know, that's now all things being said, you know, Vaxart gets out. I don't even, you know, based on the nature of, of, of the beast, Vaxart will likely be as as greedy as Moderna before it's all over if they have a successful vaccine and can prove it. So part of that, but originally, guess what? This is about politics. It's not about science. The face mask, you know, the surgical mask being effective, that was about politics. It's not about science. And then you, then they want to say, oh, we believe, remember the old slogan, oh, we believe in science. No, it's the politicians who say they believe in science. They believe in the science that's, that supports their ideas and their, their benefactors. So that's, that's what that is. All right. So if we look to look, look more at this, I want to go over this preliminary phase one trial. They said with Vaxart, which was an oral agent to produce immunity, they said that the only adverse they got that were, and those were generally mild, were primarily GI in nature, meaning that basically a little diarrhea. Some of them might have got an upset stomach. Now, guess what? Before this preliminary phase one study was done, little old me, a doctor from Hillbilly, Alabama. Well, I, that's not fair to the people around here. Uh, there are some a lot of intellectuals from Alabama, but I'm licensed in Alabama and Georgia. But even I knew right. that when you take COVID orally, you have very low, you only have mild GI right. side effects. Yeah. I, I, I discovered that myself. Hey, I didn't get a CDC grant. I didn't get the FDA and the FDA wouldn't support me at all. They wouldn't even give me live virus. All right. So, I asked so, 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 so looking oh. at this, uh, Dr. Hayden, well, we got to watch out for sir. So again, people go to antivirusair.com more information they also can check and listen to all the different podcasts we've done so far and kind of looking at specifically enough vaxart works the other the other um uh vaccine i keep telling people is not effective and they'll never bring out the that it's not effective till all the doses are given out by july right well let me, here's here's what we're looking at they need to track the mucosal response. And in fact, in the Vaxart study, they actually started looking at mucosal response. Why, in, why did Moderna and Pfizer not publish the mucosal antibody response? That should have been required. Why didn't the FDA just look at them and say, you know, before we fund any more bill, before the CDC and FDA ordered 100 million doses. And guess what? They've not ordered 100 million new doses. They've ordered 200 million doses, 100 from Moderna, 100 from Pfizer. Before they order all them doses, they didn't ask, tell us what's going on in mucosa. Yes. That is, that's a mucosa disease. And yet they're not testing it. Oh, we just want to wait and see what happens once we administer and see if it works. Okay. You know, right. in, in the real world, they the CDC is not involved in direct research using live human subjects and live human and, and inoculating them and exposing them. 
That is a fundamental flaw. You know, 300 years ago, there was the king of England, and he had the people were exposed to um, a deadly virus. And he got prisoners, and he had them inoculated. Those prisoners were receiving what was a potentially fatal pathogen. And yet they lived. Hey, they were going to die anyway. Okay, those were condemned prisoners. And they lived. They lived through it. And guess what? He proved that way that inoculation worked. You know, that king of England, he may have been dumb, and this may have been the 17th century. He may have been stupid about a lot of things. But that old king of England, he was smart enough to to know if you've got to know something, you don't play around and wait for accidents to happen. You don't wait for things to happen. You go out and test it. You know, right now, here's where we're at. Where we're at that a lot of people in the United States have had natural infections. You had one. I mean, you told us on the show, right? I'm not telling any. Yeah, but I don't know. My wife had it, but I don't know if I really had it or not. But okay. okay. But th- th- there are millions of Americans who've already had it. They, the CDC or the federal government could offer people to volunteer, put them on a nice military plane, fly them down to South and have them live a hundred years, live with people that are currently in the early phases of the African strain. And ha- they could send a hundred volunteers over to England and see if the people that have immunity here, how they're doing over there. Now, of course, there's some risk with that, but you have a lot of people in this country that are in the military. Certainly, I would volunteer for it. I wouldn't even suggest other people not volunteer for it. I I have enough confidence in my naturally acquired immunity that if somebody wants to pay an all expense trip to South Africa and have me inhale, the local South African COVID variety, that doesn't bother me a bit. I don't mind flying to England and inhaling the local English variant. And it's only by doing those type of direct exposures that you find out how dangerous the exposures are. Absolutely, okay. All right. And you know, I mean, we need to have those conversations in this country and they're not happening. They're not going to. Okay, antivirusair.com, you also can check out Dr. Hayden's YouTube channel, Antivirus Air, just one, all one word. We're going to be working on a new YouTube channel uh, for the COVID-19 vaccine show. And uh, just for everyone out there, a big event's coming in March. Get ready to get your, your buckle your seatbelts. Dr. Hayden, the crazy doctor, is coming to a town near you starting in March. So good talking to you, Dr. Hayden. We'll talk soon. Hey, it's been great talking to you, Neil. You have a wonderful day. You too. Okay, guys, that was the COVID-19 vaccine show. Hey, one, one, one.